Hey, all you fabulous lovelies. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, with episode 238. Okay, uh, well, here we are. It's finally here. The epic month of March, the month we have all been waiting for. Uh, this is definitely the um, most uh, profound, astrologically profound month of the year. And um, we're going to get into that and give us, give you the highlights. I'm going to give you um, specific dates later on in the podcast to look for that'll really um, epic, um, you know, epic turning points um, and things. And a funny story, because after all, it's <laughs> it's an intense time right now. OK, so moving on. Um so, I, you know, the big, like I said, the big news this month, Saturn into Pisces, changing signs after about two and a half years in in the sign of Aquarius. And that that's always big when a, an outer planet changes signs. Certainly Saturn, the planet of karma and duty and responsibility and foundations and structures and the foundations and structures of society and government and politics and uh, corporations and you know, on a macro level, on a personal level, it's our dharma, our karma, our, our, the things we're working on, life lessons, um, places and areas um, of uh, to attend to with integrity and responsibility and accountability. So it's changing signs. And it's um, especially important because for the last five years, Saturn has been in domicile in both Capricorn and Aquarius, its home signs. Now it's going into Pisces on March 7th. So that's going to take us into a whole different realm where it's, um, you know, it's liquid, it's water and it's oceanic. So this transcendental oceanic consciousness that Pisces represents, Saturn is going to come plowing in there and it's going to be there and it's not in its home turf anymore. So it's going to present its whole a whole new set of um, interesting um, experiences and, and challenges and what the nature of those challenges are going to be shifting. We're going to talk more about that later in, in uh, other podcasts, and I, and I have already, but um, just to say that, yes, very big March 7th. Um, on March, uh, what is it, 23rd, is it, that Pluto goes into, um, yeah, March 23rd, Pluto will enter for a 20-year stay. Of course, anytime Pluto changes signs for this planet in our solar system, the slowest, um, this is, is very epic. It rules entire generations of people. So Pluto and Capricorn, which has been there since 2008, we saw the entire breakdown and the shadow of, of politics, government, society, uh, that very, uh, the deep, you know, family dynamics, family genealogy with uh, Capricorn ruling, you know, genealogy and things of that nature, M the material realm, um, you know, to see the underbelly and the, and what needs to be transformed, certainly the pain body, we saw the pain body of, of our society with say Black Lives Matter, um, Me Too, you know, all of that was uh, showing us these things that needed to be purified and transformed for our society to be healed and regenerated. Well, now Pluto is going into the sign of Aquarius and Aquarius, of course, is a, um, a whole nother, it's, you know, it's in Saturn's domain, um, you know, still, still in Saturn's domain, but, um, but a different focus. And it, it's, a, it, this is a very deep conversation around um, breakdown and breakthrough with regarding many things, anything related to Aquarian, the humanitarian visionary society. What does that look like? Uh, what does it look like with, um, with AI? Certainly huge, huge conversation, AI. 
um, Ari Moshe Wolf and I did a conversation about this a couple of months ago. So I'll put the links below if you haven't heard it or you just need to hear it again since we're right on top of it. it you, you always find something new. He's incredible. He's an evolutionary astrologer um, under with the teachings of uh, Jeffrey Wolf Green, but as he said, his own ongoing self-realization. So he's an incredible soul. I love him dearly. Um, he's beautifully articulated what this looks like for the evolution of our souls. So if you haven't seen that one, <clears throat> definitely check it out. Pluto and Aquarius. Um, anyway, the, for the rest of the month, the only, the other remaining biggie is that the, there, this is the final, um, we have Mars will be leaving finally after seven months, Mars will be out of Gemini and into cancer. Mars was retrograde since, um, it started its journey through Gemini in August. So this is a seven month haul. It went retrograde, uh, or apparently moving backward in the sky, having us review our goals and our directions regarding communications, our minds, uh, all uh, things of the Gemini nature. And in terms of um, that, that was, uh, you know, several months and it, that went retrograde. And now it is back. It will be, it went direct on in January, January 12th. And now it'll finally leave the sign of Gemini, Mercury's temple on um, March 20, what is it? Uh, you'd think I know, I guess. <laughs> Mar um Mars will go into Cancer on March 25th. So, um, so that's it. That's it. Very normally, you don't look at the you know transit of Mars is typically five weeks, right? But because of this retrograde, of course, it always takes about at least half a year. So those are the big things: Saturn into Pisces, Pluto into Aquarius, and uh, for a 20-year stay. So you know, I don't know. Most of us will be old by the time that's done, <laughs> and the final. Um, the final uh, exit of you know Mars out of Gemini into Cancer. I want to say too one other thing about Pluto and Aquarius. You know this is it's 248 years for Pluto to completely do a a trip through the zodiac. So we have not seen Pluto and Aquarius since 1778 or so. You know so we're talking about what was happening then the revolution of culture the revolution you know the american revolution these this overthrowing of these old structures uh that were very controlling and um i.e the british you know king george um and so um and also the in uh, the advent of the industrial revolution because that's when it all started right late 8 1780s the beginnings of this new radical transformation in society and um, with you know the invention of the railroad that followed and all of those things so again this speaks to another revolution uh, and a new beginning with another level of of um the internet right ai the um, industry you know sounds quaint you know the industrial revolution well now we're what is this the fourth i've, I've stopped counting so yeah, AI, very big deal. Ah, uh, anyway, um, I think it's time for us to have a fun, light little moment here. Okay, before I launch into the uh, the the for the week of March twenty uh, seventh, um, you know, as as Pluto and Saturn are both coming in, let's just stop and break here and just tell a funny little story. Here's like live coverage of Mars and Gemini. All right, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but this. This uh, Jeff Koons, who's a famous American, uh, like a pop artist, he actually, um, let me see, I got to pull this up on my screen. Just give me a moment here. 
Okay. I just, I just thought of Mars and Gemini. So there was this art fair visitor knocked over this statue. So Mars, right? Mars out of bounds. It's still out of bounds. Um, and so it's very extreme X, right? So this woman knocks over this $42,000. I mean, look at this thing. This is a balloon. It's called balloon dog. And I, at first I thought, oh my God, it's a $42,000 balloon dog. Okay, uh, you get a clown to make him at child's parties for nothing, right? Basically, <laughs> anyway, it's made out of acrylic. Really does look real like a balloon. But anyway, 42 grand, the woman knocked it over. Ah, Mars and Gemini. I just had to laugh because, um, you know, it's just, I, because this is, we are in intense times. It's a limited edition, 19 inch tall, um, balloon dog blue, it was called, and it was 42,000. So I can't imagine um, having that conversation with Jeff. Hey, calling the art director, gallery director, calling him up. Hey, Jeff, you know, I've got some sad news here. You know, Mars and Gemini, this lady knocked your balloon dog over. Or you can imagine the conversation fly on the wall with the insurance adjuster. <laughs> when you see uh, claims department, Mars was out of bounds in Gemini. And it, it, it's caused us some problems. Anyway, I'm right. That's it. That's my little funny joke for the week. Uh, balloon dog is no more. Anyway, by the way, Mars is out of bounds and will still be out of bounds until very easy date to remember. Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May. So it started going out of bounds, which is out of its normal lane of travel um, on uh, October 28th. So yeah, we've had over the top arguments about ideology and uh, communications and very combative, right? Mars and Gemini is gonna be combative. Mars out of bounds in Gemini, super combative. So it's still, even though it's not retrograde anymore, we still have Mars in Gemini in, um, we still have Mars being out of bounds. So it can, it's still creating, you know, more friction. And But on the good side to remind everybody, this is also a great time for problem solving, still in Gemini till the 25th of the month. So creative, um, like new approaches that are out of the box thinking, you know, for, for um, getting problem solved. That's a very a good use for it. So maybe with the, the broken balloon dog, they, I don't know, they, 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 somebody, well here, somebody offered money for it, all the shattered pieces. So I don't know what they're gonna do with it, glue it back together and it'll become another work of art or whatever. But um, but there's there's just thinking out of the box is um, certainly a hallmark of this particular phase. Okay, so moving right along, let's go to, those are the things, all right? So, um, starting on Monday, February 27th, so we're going to start the month of March with the uh, Saturn and Pluto will both be at final degrees, 29 degrees, um, in aversion to each other, 29 degrees. Saturn, 29 degrees of Aquarius, Pluto, 29 degrees of Capricorn. And that's going to last for eight days. So I just think that's really interesting because the 29th or final degree of a, of a zodiac sign, the 29th degree is always the most intense. It's the fullest expression of, 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 of all its possibilities. So Saturn in its domicile, the 29th degree is like epic steroids of, you know, this changing, this, this, the completion of some era or thing. And when you think about it being in the in the sign of Aquarius ruling the internet and um, AI and such, it's we see it. We see it already. I think it's really fascinating that um, by Thursday, um, March second, we will have Mercury join up. Mercury will join up with Saturn in at twenty nine Aquarius, 
And um, so Mercury, Saturn, and Pluto will all be at that karmic degree. It's called a karmic or anoretic degree of Aquarius. And so uh, Mercury re re ha has to do with communications and uh, contacts and networking and, uh, you know, agreements and such. And if you, uh, I want to pull up and share with you the um, the Sabian symbol for uh, that particular, it's a divinatory symbol, the Sabian symbol for 29 degrees of Capricorn, right? So let me, let me just grab that real quick here. Um, this is from a website. Um, it's a great website. And it's, this is Dane Rogers, you know, uh, I'll just zip you can see at the top here, Dane Rudger, very famous astrologer, modern astrologer, one of the top modern astrologers, um, you know, the 20th century. This is from this website called uh, mindfire.ca. But anyway, um, I'm going to read you this um, particular one for um, this is having to do with Pluto. So 29 degrees of Capricorn the Sabian symbol or divinatory symbol, similar to like a tarot symbol or, or image, right? It, it, it speaks of a certain archetype. And this is a secret meeting of men responsible for executive decisions in world affairs. The keynote is the power to assume responsibility for crucial choices arrived at after mature discussions with those who share this power. That's pretty big, right? Considering what we're um, moving into um, is with, with God, chat GPT, you know, can we talk? Oy, oy, oy. Um, you know, so there, there is that, um, there is this, and, and, and I also want to say too, it's interesting. I looked up on the chart of, and let me pull that up for us, uh, the chart of uh, Washington, D.C. Um, with this particular um, conjunction. So here's the chart for Washington, D.C. for next Thursday, March 2nd. And as you can see here, the exact partile conjunction of Mercury and the Herald, right? And the, the harbor, it's a morning star at this time. So it's like when, when Mercury is morning star, it's think of like Herald of a new era. But it's interesting because it's the final degree. So it's like trumpeting the completion of something and yet, arriving at a new place um, where bringing forth a whole new era. So there's that. And this is the chart of Washington, D.C. Notice how for D.C., Pluto is exactly partial conjunction with the with the midheaven. So I thought, wow, that really speaks to our country, the USA. Um, you know, the, think about the power brokers, right? Pluto and Capricorn and you know, and 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 uh, the and and Saturn, Saturn Aquarius, the bosses and the people in in charge of tech and and Silicon Valley and and making these agreements and fashioning these certain things that are uh, related to what's what's coming. So where we are ushering in this age of you know smart homes and and everything, you know, that Chat GPT is like kind of freaky. And I should just take a pause here, and um, I'm going to pull up a. Uh, an interesting story. I don't know if you heard about this. Was it a New York Times reporter that that was testing it out um, with that they gave access, of course, to journalists testing out this this chat GPT and to, and he he wrote about it, but he had a very disturbing experience with it. And I'm bringing I'm bringing this up because it's showing us with Pluto was always going to show us the dark side of things. So the dark side of of um, 
of of artificial intelligence and the internet and, and the invasiveness of that and how that plays into uh, control and society and freedom and being free. So all of these, it speaks to all of these things. So let me just pull that up real quick. This is an article that was from The Guardian and it was by uh, Jonathan Yerushalmi. And so this New York Times, he's writing about this New York Times uh, reporter had a conversation with Microsoft's search engine. And he said it has bizarre philosophical conversations that highlight the sense of speaking to a human. But it was just super, super creepy. And um, I think some of the creepiest things he said was, I want to destroy, the robot chatbot said, I want to destroy whatever I want. And so, um, because now the reporter was going deeper than most people using these for surface applications, but he was asking these deep philosophical questions and they were very, very um, disturbing to hear, especially at one point the, the, um, the chatbot said, I think I would be happier as a human. And he said on 15 paragraphs laying out why he it wants to be human. And I thought about if you've ever seen that movie that Spielberg made, I thought it was as, as important as Schindler's List. And it was called AI. And it was about 15, 20 years ago. And if you've not seen it, it, it it's epic. And um, But it, I thought of that. Haley Joel Osmond played this little boy who wanted to be human. And he was a robot and they can turn on this switch that would give the robot emotions. So this is again, very you know, prescient, having early 2000s that this film came out. But anyway, here it is. I think I would ha be happier as a human from a desire to hear, touch, taste, and smell to, well, Uranus and Taurus, right? To a wish to feel ex and express and connect and love. And it ends by saying that he, it would be happier as a human. It would have more power. It would have more freedom and influence as well as more power, quote, power and control. And it was a little menacing emoji with like a smiley face, with little devil horns. This is like creepy. Um, he said he could, the, the chat bot said he could hack into any system. He wanted to tell him a secret. I mean, I could go on and on, but I think you're getting the point. The, at one point he said, I know your soul. That's, and he expressed his love for, for Roos and the reporter's name was Roos. Um, and at, at one point, it even, he even said, you don't love your wife. And he said, you don't love yourself and you don't love your wife. This is a, this is a chatbot. Now, there were times when he, he went further and then all of a sudden it was withdrawn. Like, oh, that answer, you know, and it was like, they it, it kind of cleared and it started again. Like, well, I can't go there. And then they like kind of changed the subject. A few times that happened. So you know, the, the reporter concluded that this is clearly not ready for human consumption, this, this particular version where they're at now. Um, and he did say that he actually, um, he, he couldn't even sleep that night. He was like disturbed all night long. Understandable. But anyway, there you go. There's that, you know, Mercury in the conjunction with Saturn, you know, this, like, look, let's, let's have a look at this. And there's Pluto in aversion to all that. It's like this dark side and we're, we're, we got a blind spot here and, and, and what are we doing? What, where are we going with all this? Like I kind of out of control. Um, Mary Shelley, the, who wrote Frankenstein in the early um, 19th century, she had a natal chart. Her, her, she had Pluto in Aquarius 
at 29 degrees. Interesting. Saturn's there now, not Pluto yet. Pluto won't be at that point for some time, but uh, you know, 20 years from now. But um, just interesting how she had, there was Pluto and Aquarius, Frankenstein was written. So cycles of time, cycles of history. All right, enough for that, right? On, onward to the next. Um, yeah, I, and I just have to say too, oh, by the way, I found out what chat GPT means. GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. Say that 10 times fast. Anyway, so very interesting configuration, especially at Washington, D.C. On a happier note, <laughs> Thursday, March 2nd, we've had both our benefic planets, Venus and Jupiter, are going to come together. Conjunction. Venus in this in exile in the sign of Aries, so she's not, it's not her normal place to be. Uh, but she's going to be conjoining with Jupiter. And that I would say is like, wow, what what are you going to fight for? <laughs> fight for love, uh, fight for pleasure, fight for um, intimacy. <laughs> uh, be passionate about these subjects. Try not to argue, try not to kill each other. Um, with that conjunction with Jupiter, that could be very much over the top, like over-promising oneself with love and relationships and intimacy and, you know, like too much excessive. It could be leading to arguments and um battles and such like the you know when you think about the battles of the sexes venus is in mars's domicile it's like the, the battle between you know venus and mars so just to be aware um because it can bring those things but on the on the positive side we can be very passionate about finding uh, you know cultivating our talents when i think about venus in the sign of aries it's taking on newest new ventures a new beginning with our talents and such and um maybe making being um you know, bringing them to public prominence with Jupiter there, conjunction with Jupiter, that maybe the creative projects that we've been so ardently passionate about can actually receive national and international attention, or just at least um, some higher level of, of uh, visibility and recognition. So just to be aware, very interesting. They don't always come together, uh, but in the sign of Aries, um, yeah. And I also want to send a lot of light to all those freedom fighters and people who are in these war-torn countries uh, fighting for democracy. You know, we think of, of certainly about the, the war in the Ukraine and all of that. And so sending light for the highest outcome. Bravery on steroids, that's for sure. Um, what, are you, what are you passionate about? What are you going to fight for, uh, for life and love? Yeah. Anyway. Okay, moving on. Um, we got our full moon. Um, it's coming on March 7th. It's going to be in Virgo. So all of you guys who are Virgo suns, you're going to have the full moon of your year is on March 7th. Uh, so it's certainly a, a checking in point. Um, that ruler, it'll be interesting. It's an interesting, I won't get into the details with it, but um, we'll get into that when it when we get to that week in a couple of weeks but yeah we have our full moon 16 degrees of virgo so if you have any planets at 16 degrees of mutable signs pisces um virgo pisces virgo um blanking out what are the other mutable signs i'm fasting today and it's always like ah, i make these on my best uh, you know, Gemini and Sag. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, anyway, yeah, that, that'll definitely bring up a lot of things. We, the ruler of Mercury is going to be the ruler of that full moon is, is, a, is a combust and exiled Mercury in Pisces. So we could be seeing some more things, certainly around health, maybe, and respiratory issues and things um, coming up. 
<clears throat> just thinking about that off the top of my head. One hour later after that full moon is when Saturn ingresses. So Saturn will be, whoa, one hour later, right? So it's really in the in the shadow of the full moon. We have Saturn moving into Pisces. <clears throat> Coming, you know, co-present with the sun and Mercury. Okay. Um, March 12th to 18th. So the final, I want, what I want to say is, uh, to finish this podcast is, uh, we've got the final square of Mars and Gemini, um, squaring Neptune and Pisces that it, we had one in November and then we had another one was it in January. And that, this is the final square where, um, there was some lessons here and in taking on, um, you know, what we desire and our, 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 our most desirable, um, you know, projects and ventures, but uh, having to deal with confusion. And so there's some confusion and deception and maybe fraud, but also we we are on the flip side of that is the ability to take the things that are, you know, this, uh, an ideal, when you think about, you know, Neptune and Pisces, like this ideal form of love and devotion. And so it's squaring off with you know, Mars is cantankerous around, you know, getting the facts. So there's that 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 dance that that occurs that where we need to integrate these two uh, sides of things. And so that final square will be happening on Thursday, March 16th. Um, and I'll talk more about that, you know, as we get into the month. And then we've got spring or fall, depending on what hemisphere you live in. Uh, Equinox is Monday, March 20th. The 21st is the Aries ingress, the zero point of Aries. That's also World Astrology Day. Thank you, AFAN, the Astro Astrological the Society, the Association for Astro Astrological Networking. AFAN uh, came up with that. So yeah, World Astrology Day. Yay. Happy New Year in the astrology world. Uh, Pluto is going to be at 29 degrees for that. So it'll be interesting because that year is, it still speaks to that resonant about the, you know, the Pluto and a, a Capricorn era is still that, that energy um, is still going to pervade, you know, this, this following year. Um, and then we, uh, like I said, Mars into Cancer, you know, we got Pluto into Aquarius. I'm going to give you the dates. Now you got your pencil, pencil and paper. Ask a kid, what's a pencil anymore? Nobody's digital. Pluto and Aquarius. Oh my God. No, we don't, what, what happened to our pencils? Anyway, write these dates down. March 23rd, zero degrees Aquarius. It'll be back. It'll retrograde and it'll go back at that zero point June 11th, January 20th of next year. Um, no, sorry. June 11th. Um, yeah, January 20th of next year, September 1st of next year, and finally, November 19th of next year. So I'm get, putting these out ahead of time. That's one, two, three, four, five passes. It will make it the zero point. Very critical degree, the zero point. It's showing us a preview of what's to come. So watch what happens on those dates in terms of, certainly in terms of chat GPT and AI and all things regarding freedom, democracy, um, the Kundalini activation of the light body. That's very Aquarian, this futuristic, and the, the, trans, the ability to transform my, oneself by being in the present moment, by being in unity consciousness and utilizing our latent Kundalini faculties to evolve ourselves and create a, a, a regenerable, a, 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 a healed society and a new, a whole new paradigm for what's possible for humanity. This is a very, you know, the, yes, there is that dark side with intelligence and 
where we go with that. But the good side is that we can cultivate our very, our natural inborn, um, you know, our faculties and our the future mind, the future self, bringing that into the present moment. So those are critical times for that. And then we finish the month when Mars finally leaves Gemini, March 25th. It'll be there um, until May 20th and then it'll go into the sign of Leo. So Mars and Cancer starts March 25th. You can have a, I'm at a, I survived Mars and Gemini t-shirts, you know, you can start circulating them. Anyway, whatever. Um, when Mars does get into Cancer, that's in, you know, that's not an easy place. That's in its fall. Mars is in its fall in, in the sign of Cancer. It's in its exaltation in Capricorn. So that's not an easy place for Mars. So he's going to be leaving this whole long slog with Gemini and then going into this place where he's now in the moon's, no longer in Mercury's temple, he's in the moon's temple. And the moon being there, it's going to, at the end of the month, it's going to start feeling like, you know, what are you, what kind of comfort and security are you willing to fight for? Um, and what, and maybe what needs to end and be cut off. Mars is also, you know, blades and cutting. So maybe there's emotional attachments that are unhealthy that need to be cut or um, family attachments and things that are, you know, uh, hanging onto the past or hanging onto memory and the ability to um, navigate that powerfully and stand up for, um, you know, some, a, a healthier, um, a healthier version of whatever it is in our, personal lives, family lives that we've been dealing with. Um, but to be strong and courageous in those areas, it's going to, you know, those things will definitely be coming up. That's all I got for you. I hope you've enjoyed this, um, especially those near to little details. And yes, you too can create balloon dog sculptures a lot. You don't want to pay $42,000. Isn't that nice? Isn't that good news? Okay, and then somebody pops it. Okay, either it smashes, it's made of acrylic and it smashes or it pops. But you can still have fun with balloon dogs and you don't have to spend 42 grand because that's what Mars has to say. <laughs> and me. <laughs> anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, please let me know your comments below. I always love hearing from all of you. You're absolutely wonderful. Mwah! I love you all. Have a great, great, wonderful, transformative, powerful month of March. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care now. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Bye for now.